Happy holidays, happy lifer. Hope you're doing well. How was your holiday celebration so far? Mine was fantastic. It was amazing. My son is home from college. Uh, my other son and his new wife of a couple of years came over, and so and then my other son obviously still lives with us. Um, so all of us got to hang out together. Um, Christmas Day was a fantastic day. We do something on Christmas that maybe you'd like to try. It takes a little bit longer to do it, but I'm not really in a rush. It's almost like, call it a verbal present, if you would. Um, so if I buy a present for my wife, when she gets ready to open up that present, I tell her what I like about her. Doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be emotional or anything like that. I just tell her what I like about her. Then she opens up a present. And then when I open up a present from her the same way with, and it goes the same with all of my boys when, when they open up a present from each other, um, you know, they tell each other. And it only happens the first time. If you, if you buy a person more than one present, you just tell them the very first time. But it was just so cool. I'm telling you the verbal words. It was like, I, I don't know if the best way I could describe it would be like, I don't want to sound morbid here on a, on a holiday podcast, <laughs> but uh, best way to describe it would be kind of like being able to attend your own funeral. I mean, sometimes we wait until someone is sick or they're actually gone from this world before we tell them what we really think about them. And I made up my mind a long time ago. I don't want to be that person. I want to tell people what I think about them while they're alive, while it can really make a difference. And so our Christmas was just fantastic. And uh, it was just so cool hanging out with family. I just got back from uh, – um, visited family, our whole extended family out here on the West Coast anyway, um, gets together, you know, Christmas Eve, and then uh, we got together. We didn't get together Christmas, so we got together tonight, and we're all hanging out and watching football, and and it was just fantastic. I have had my share of pumpkin pie. Um, I've had my share of uh, sugar cookies. I love my sugar cookies iced and frozen so that the icing, uh, like, cracks when you when you eat it. Oh, in fact, I'm having one right now. As I'm recording this, <laughs> I'm telling you, I love sugar cookies. It's always a sad day when the last sugar cookie is gone. And I like them with all the sprinkles on there. I just like the the crunch of them. So I've had a fantastic holidays. Hope you had too. The holidays are coming to a close here. And uh, this should be the last podcast of 2019. Of course, I don't know when you're going to listen to it. Maybe you'll listen to it in 2020. But I'd like to put out a last Happier Holiday Podcast. We did a little bit differently than this year than we've done them in the past. Hope you've enjoyed them. Um, but I want to talk about uh, the New Year's. And I want to go back to the very first New Year's ever. I think that we would learn a lot if we go back to the original reason why something was created, why something was started. Go back to the original of why it, it happened in the first place. And I think that'll help us out a lot. So let's this New Year's uh, podcast... Let's talk about what happened at the very first New Year's. I'm talking about day one, when time was created, when the first year was created. Let's talk about that. So the very first New Year's, you know, God made the earth, God made humans, he made animals, seas and all that stuff. In Genesis chapter 1 in the first first book, first chapter of the Bible talks a lot about that. But at the very end of that is what I want to talk about. At the very end, and it says, on the seventh day, God rested. Now, we can look at that and go, well, that's kind of cool. And it's kind of an example for us that we should rest as well. But did God really need to rest? I mean, he's God. The Bible says in Psalms, it's the 
book in the very middle of the Bible, uh, chapter 121, it talks about that God doesn't sleep nor slumber. He doesn't rest. He doesn't fall asleep. He's always watching. He's always taking care of us. He's always looking out for us. I think that's pretty cool that, that the God who made us and made the whole universe, that big God is also small enough to take care of us and look at us in our personal situation and not just our problems, but our everyday life situations. Like with my family, I want to know every little thing that's going on with them. I don't want to just know about the big things. And so when it says that on the seventh day, God rested, I don't think that that means he had to take a break, that he was tired. He's God. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't need rest. He doesn't need a nap on the couch. And yet he still rested. Why would he do that? The very first New Year's, God made the earth, right? And he made made us, and then he rested. Why did he do that? Well, if we go back to the original word there, that word is Shabbat, okay? That word rest uh, is, is Shabbat in Hebrew. And that's where we get our word Sabbath from. You know, this is a religion and spirituality podcast, so you probably know what a, a, a Sabbath is, but it's every seventh day you rest just like God modeled it for us. And there's something about the Sabbath. I'm not going to talk about the Sabbath. Well, maybe I am, but I'm going to talk about it from a completely different angle. And I'd like to recommend a book to you. It's called Garden City by John Mark Comer. And uh, it's got some really cool stuff in there. But that word Sabbath, the, that original word when it said God rested, that word means to stop completely, to cease. It means to be complete. And I think sometimes we're doing all this stuff and we do, 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 go, go, go. But it's not until we stop that we are complete when we take a look at what we just did. That word Shabbat can also mean to celebrate. Here's the thing right here that, that just been hitting me. I think one reason why my holiday season this year was exceptionally fantastic for me. I have just loved the holiday season. But it was in when I talked about Jazzy Christmas, um, as I'm recording the podcast for you guys, I'm getting hit. And that happens to me a lot. And I do I do life coaching. I do happy use. I, I speak places. And a lot of times when I'm speaking or when I'm coaching somebody, it's almost like God just playfully sneaks up right beside me and says, now listen to what you're about to say to that person because this is really <laughs> this is really for you. And I've already started the sentence, so I can't pull it back. I've got to say the sentence. And then he's getting me with my own words. And God, God tends to, to <laughs> he tends to do that a lot to me. And that's what, what happened when I was recording um, Jazzy Christmas with you guys. And, and I was talking about, by the way, it's been great to share the holidays with you. I'm glad that you've been listening. I want to thank you very much for that. This podcast is brought to you by happy lifers all across the world. <laughs> but anyway, as I was recording Jazzy Christmas, I said something. I said, you know, jazz is all about relaxing and let the music go where the music is going to take you. And I, and I said, I'm going to relax more this Christmas. I'm going to let Christmas happen the way it's going to happen instead of trying to make sure that I get everything just right, just get the right, you know, the, the food and the, the presence and the environment and the, all that stuff. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to relax more. And I have, and it's been fantastic so much so that I'm, I'm working on trying to be that way all through 2020. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to just chill more and run with the punches as they come at me adapt as they come at me, and adjust my game plan, so to speak. This is the other thing I'm planning on doing for the rest of 2020. It's kind of a goal that I have. It's this word Sabbath, this word to cease, to to be complete, 
to celebrate. Because I, I spend so much of my time looking on what I don't do. I spend, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I spend way too much time focusing on what I'm not doing, who I'm not like. How come I'm not like that person? How come these guys are doing this? How come I'm not doing that? How come I can't do that? How come I can't be like this person? Why can't I just be more peaceful like that person? Why can't I be more giving like that person? Why can't I have more money like that person so I could be more giving like this person? Why can't I just be more generous? Why can't I be more peaceful? Why can't I be more happy all the time? Like just when I'm speaking in front of people, I'm happy. But why can't I be happy at home? And I'm constantly looking at what I'm not, what I'm not doing. So God wasn't taking a nap on the couch. He was stopping everything and looking back at what he had done. He was celebrating what he had created the prior six days. The real point of this is that God took a rest after he was finished creating. And that rest, that Shabbat is what made him complete. And he celebrated what he had done. And when I had read that, it just hit me real hard inside. I just thought, you know what, Steve, why do you, and I felt like, I felt like even God was trying to show me something there. I felt like God was snuggle up next to me and just kind of saying, Steve, stop talking about the things that you're not doing. Why don't you celebrate the things that you are doing? Cause you do do a lot of things. Sure. You not, might not be like this person, but that person isn't like you either. And, and sure, you might not be as good as this and you, you could do more of this. He says, but you are doing this and other people aren't doing what you're doing. And, and who cares what other people do and aren't doing? Why don't you celebrate? I celebrated after I created all the world. I stopped. I ceased and I celebrated what I had done. The Hebrews had another word for rest. It was called manua, but it's actually translated oftentimes as happiness and it means to rest. That's where happiness comes from. I'm going to be a much happier person in 2020 because when I make goals, I don't make numeric goals. I'm not built that way. I don't, I make general goals and I know you can argue either way, but I want to be a nicer person. I know that people say those goals aren't good because you don't have numbers to them, so you can't measure it. But I know if I'm being nicer, if I aim at being nicer, I'm going to be a nicer person. I want to be a more restful person. I want to be a happier person because when I'm happiest is when I'm the best version of me. And so, that, that word manua, it translated happiness, it's something they believe that you create. It isn't something that just happens. It's, it's, it's an environment that you make, an atmosphere that helps you to enjoy your life and your world, to, to enjoy God, to enjoy what you have done. And that's what I'm going to do in 2020. And that's what I'm hoping to inspire you with. I know the things that you haven't done. I know the things that you failed at. You know how I know that? Because if you listen to this, you're a human. Now, if you're a computer, then you are made by humans. So um, if you're a human, you blow it. You make mistakes. That's the point. God made us weak for a reason because then he can help us and we can help each other. It's not about trying to measure up to this level of perfection because nobody can live up to that level of perfection. And I don't think we're supposed to live up to that level of perfection. And I just, I don't know if you struggle with this like I do. But all I know is for me is I'm going to focus hard on whenever I feel regret or shame or feel like I should be doing more. Like tonight, I was actually feeling that on the way back from hanging out with my family. And I had all these thoughts running through my head. And I just said, you know what? I'm not going to listen to those thoughts. I am going to, and I'm speaking the other thoughts into my head. And I spotted the fact that I was comparing myself to other people, wishing I could do more of this, wishing I could be more like this person or, or whatever. And I, I'm not going to do that in 2020. At least that's what my 
resolution is. You know, the New Year's, it's, it's, it's the time of year where you can start fresh on your, all your old habits. <laughs> but what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to try to, to rest more. I'm, when, in that rest, what I'm going to try to do is not just take a nap on the couch, but I need to spend more time focusing on what I have done. Gratefulness and happiness are, they're related. They're like twins. They're, they go hand in hand with each other. Gratefulness is being thankful for what you do have, not ungrateful for what you don't have. When you, all you can focus on is what you don't have, that tends to bring all sorts of negative emotions. When you focus on what you do have, and no matter how many ways I've blown it, there's, there's always a way I can find that I've, that I've done something right. And all the things that I can say that I don't have, I can always find something that I do have. Even if it's just the ability to listen, even if it's just the ability to write someone or text somebody an encouraging note, even if it's just the ability to breathe at this very moment. And maybe you're in a very difficult situation. I don't know. And you might have a lot of stuff coming up against you. I get that. I understand that. I might understand your particular situation, but we all go through difficult times, right? But even in those times, for everything negative that you can spot in your life, you can at least spot something that's not negative. Take more time this year to Shabbat, to celebrate. Take more time this year to to focus on what you have done. Don't just focus on what you haven't done. When you come home from work and like, oh, how was work today? Oh, man, I got so much stuff I got to do. Good. That means you have a reason to go back tomorrow, right? But you did do things today, or at least you tried to accomplish something today. You put forth effort into something today. And if you didn't put effort into it, well, then maybe you rest it up and you can go hit it tomorrow. But I'm always one that's trying to find out. I want to be a person that always tries to find the positive in every situation. And that's what happiness is really about. Yeah, we're always going to try to focus on removing the negative and increasing the positive. That's natural, right? But a lot of it, we can be happy right where we're at, right in this moment. And that comes from two main things right here. Number one, being grateful for what you do have, focusing on what you do have instead of on what you don't have. And number two, take time to celebrate what you have done instead of focusing on what you haven't done. Instead of focusing on all the stuff that you have to get done, Focus on all the things that you actually did do, and you're going to find this next year is going to be a happier year than it would have been had you not decided to go down that path. I think God set a great example for us. If he's going to Shabbat, man, if he's going to stop, if God himself is going to stop and look back on what he did, think about every time he made something too, he's like, that's good. That's good. I made that, right? He made the earth. He said, it is good. And I think we got to spend more time to stop for a second, to cease for a second, to to stop and just look at what we just did, to take that moment in. And at that moment, see, that word Shabbat means to stop, to cease. If we take more moments where we stop and cease and go, that was good, even if it's just a sigh, even if it's just a three-second, man, we knocked that out the park. Man, I did good. I, I did that. I accomplished that to pat ourselves on the proverbial back. If we take more time to do that, we're going to find that happy is just waiting around the corner to go for a walk with us. It's waiting to hop in our car with us. It's waiting to sit down next to us in our office. So as I eat one more bite of my sugar cookie, you're amazing. You're awesome. We need you. And you have done a lot of things, and you've done a lot of things right. And I know that you can see things you've done things wrong on. You've done a lot of things right. Let's take moments 
from here on out and stop. If we stop, Shabbat means to stop. It means to cease. It means to celebrate, but it also means to be complete. And I think that if I take more time to stop and look at what I did and say, that's good. At that moment, I'm more complete. If I'll take the time to stop just for a moment and celebrate what I have done or celebrate what I do have, I'm going to be more complete. And when I'm more complete, I'm more me, I'm more happy, and I'm going to do more. I'm going to accomplish more. I'm going to help more. And it's just this incredible catch-22 thing. Can catch-22 be positive? Well, whatever the positive version of that is, if they, it, it's just this thing that just keeps on rolling like a like this happy snowball just going down this mountain. And by the time it gets to the bottom, it's just this scraping huge <laughs> boulder of happiness. That's what I want for you in 2020. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Thanks for letting us be a part of your life. It means so much to us. I'm so happy to be in your life and in your world and on your team. Thanks for listening. I hope that helps. Steve Ace.